Hey guys, thanks for listening to Kinda Dating, the comedy dating podcast, where I, your host, Natasha Chandel, and some cool guests break down the dating world and try to figure out why the fuck do we all have commitment issues? Today's topic is authenticity, how to be yourself. Let's do this. Hello, friends. I'm Natasha Chandel, and you're listening to Kinda Dating. So one of the simplest pieces of advice we've all been given at some point, and probably the most frustrating, is be yourself. Fuck, if we knew how to be ourselves all the time, do you really think that we would sit there in awkward silence for the first seven minutes of a date? Shit, if I had it my way, I wouldn't even wear heels or makeup. Honestly, I hate putting makeup on the way guys hate putting condoms on. So, oh natural tash comes out in a couple months once I've trapped you. I mean, gotten you to like me. So what's the balance between putting your best foot forward and being your authentic self? That's what we're exploring today. And, uh, you know, before we start, we have some business to do. And that business is please remember to subscribe to this podcast wherever you get it and tell your friends and leave us a five-star rating um, or review wherever you get this podcast, especially on Apple Podcasts, and follow us. We're on social media. Um, We're really trying to grow our Instagram, so follow us there, but we're across the board at Kind of Dating, and uh, I am at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook, and way, way, way. There's one more combination, Natasha.Chandel on TikTok. Yeah. Um, We also have merch available uh, in our store at TeePublic. And there is an actual real-life announcement for me to make today, which I'm so excited to um, share with you guys that Kind of Dating is now part of the Frolic Podcast Network. We're so excited. The Frolic Podcast Network is a podcast community of everything romance and romance-related. If you're into romance fiction of any flavor, the the Frolic Podcast Network includes shows that feature book club-style discussions, which is awesome because who doesn't like a good book club, Um, author interviews, comedy, critique, and fantastic conversations as well. The network includes some of the most innovative, interesting and entertaining podcasts. I mean, kind of dating is one of them. Uh, What does this mean for you, the listener? Well, nothing changes here. It only gets better because you now have more shows to enjoy and more opportunities for us to introduce to you really great new episodes, guests, and new podcasts that you'll love. So uh, you can find new shows uh, to add to your podcast subscriptions at frolic.media slash podcasts. It's in the description of our episodes. Um, It will be there forever and ever. Um, So please make sure you support Frolic Podcast Network and as a result, the Kind of Dating Podcast. Um, We're so, so excited to be part of Frolic. So thanks so much for uh, letting us part of your team. Okay. That was a long spiel today, but uh, it's worth it. This episode is going to be fucking worth it because we have an amazing guest with us today. She's a dating coach and a fellow podcaster. She's host of another amazing podcast, Dating with Dignity. Guys, welcome Marnie Batista. Hey, super happy to be here. Hi, we're so happy to have you. Thank you so much. Um, Normally we have Aisha here with us, but uh, Aisha was uh, unable to join today. Um, But you know what? We're talking about an amazing... uh, interesting topic that I think a lot of people um, will connect to. But before we start, we ask every one of our guests the same question, Marnie. Okay, I'm ready. Single or in a relationship? I'm married. (gasps) Amazing. I'm married. I have been married since 2014. I met my husband in 2009. He's my second husband. I I had a starter marriage. For 17 years, um, met him when I was 22, got divorced when I was 38. That's so cool. I like to, uh, pract- I like to practice. Yeah, yeah, you got to. <laughs> you got to put yourself out there and do that thing. Um, so, you know, we're talking about authenticity. And I think we hear that term all the time. But what does it really mean to be authentic? 
Well, I love, you know, in your intro, you're like, you know, you're like, be yourself, be yourself. But then, you know, it's like, well, she's so annoying, right? <laughs> or he's such a douchebag. So like he was being himself and I, that didn't really work for me. So I think what people are trying to say is that when you are being authentic, you're not coming from a place of trying to pretzel yourself into being who you think someone else wants you mm. to be. Meaning like he's a douchebag because he thinks maybe you like someone who has a lot of money or an impressive job. So he's trying to like show it to you or whatever. Um, or a lot of women want to make sure that a guy knows that she doesn't need him for his damn money, right? So she'll just talk about like how successful she is or how busy she is. And so that masks our our authentic self. Yeah, I mean, uh, in simplest terms, I guess for people listening, is just that that whole same shit of be yourself. Um, the idea of acknowledging and expressing your thoughts and emotions and feelings in the moment at all times, which is hard. Well, like, here's the thing. I, I just, I make, I like to break things down really simply. I think what you want to do is you want to be able to do a couple things. You want to be able to, <laughs> that are part of authenticity and challenging. Uh, number one, be aware of your feelings. Mm-hmm. Like know them. Ha- well, having them would be good. <laughs> just yes. as a start. <laughs> Have some damn feelings. Um, don't push them down. Don't squash them. Don't Netflix binge them, wine them, work them. You know, so have them, uh, be able to name them, um, be able to, and this is important, articulate them appropriately, which means, um, don't send text messages that are like, you know, 17 blocks of text. Um, don't ghost, don't hang up, don't slam doors, don't roll eyes, don't, you know, so basically you. I feel like you're saying have manners. Be, yeah, be appropriate. Uh, be kind. Um, so you gotta, you gotta express them articulately, appropriately, and then manage them, which means no one is your shit and someone else's shit. Yeah. And, and, uh, I love that. I think, you know, one thing we often like to do is, you know, we always talk about the thing. So we're talking about being authentic, but what are some ways, cause it might help people identify. I think a lot of people think they're being authentic. So what are some ways that, you know, you could help identify? What are ways in dating that people are not being authentic? Okay, my favorite one. By the way, I just was thinking, this is so random about authenticity. I am also no makeup girl. Uh, And so this is a huge one, right? Where people, because when we work with someone, we want, it's like marketing and branding, right? So we want you to, you know, reach your target demographic or your focused audience, whatever you want to call it. Um, And so it is true, it is a fact that men are going to be more likely to, you know, click on your product, uh, follow you, subscribe to your channel if you are presenting yourself in a certain way. And people will say, well, that's not authentic. Well, so here's the thing. There is a part of us that is expressed in how we present our image in a certain context, right? Mm -hmm. So like you and me are doing a podcast. I'm cool. Like I don't mind wearing makeup. If I was going to go, I went to a studio once to do a live podcast, right? With like a bunch of fancy people. And I was like, I think I'm going to wear makeup. I'll probably wear like a professional outfit, right? Because it's context. So Mm -hmm. one of the things that, that people will do is they say, I don't want to dress this way. I don't want to put on makeup. He's going to right. You said like, then they'll meet the real you. It's just context. So figure out how do you present yourself online in person in a way that feels authentic, but is also a reflection of your best self because someone won't even give you a chance if you, because a guy might go online and see you with no makeup or a bad photo, which by the way, I know you're all judging the guys that do that. And then they don't even get to really know you because they don't see you. Did you know that Kinda Dating Now has merch? Yep. We collaborated with tpublic.com to create t-shirts, hoodies, mugs, stickers, iPhone cases, and so much more. 
Picking up one of our items is a great way to support the show and grab some swag for yourself. So swing over to tpublic.com or follow the link in the description of this episode to grab yours today. Yeah, that's a really good point. I mean, uh, you know, the way I see it when I was on dating apps was sort of the idea of, or on a date, it was, you should be the best version of you, not a fake version of you. Yes. Yeah. And those are very different things. Totally. And, you know, I, I coached, I used to coach men. My favorite example that had this client, Michael, he was so amazing. And uh, he uh, was really excited about this woman he was going to go on a date with. And he was telling me about her profile. And, and um, you know, so they went to me. She said she liked to walk on the beach. And she also liked these certain restaurants and things like this. They went to this like little cafe by the beach. And he was like, do you want to go for a walk? And she was like, oh my God, no way. It's so windy. My hair will be a mess. And he was like, huh, that's interesting. I thought you said you liked walking on the beach. He kind of filed it. They continue the conversation. And he's like, you know, you said you like this restaurant called the Apple Pan in Los Angeles. Like, it's such a diner. Like, it's such a hole in the wall. How did you find it? And she's like, I literally have never been there. But my friend told me that that would make me sound interesting. Hmm, right. You know, and he was like, yeah. you don't like the beach. You don't like yeah. the hole in the wall. We, this date is over, this sister. Is, yeah. So that's that's fake as fuck. Yeah, and I, I also appreciate <laughs> the, I love that. And I, I also appreciate that you mentioned the context part, right? Because I've had the conversation with my boyfriend where I find it very funny in general. And this is not specifically dating related, but the idea of context of, you know, we can go to a beach and see girls in bikinis all the time. Nobody bats an eye. It's the beach. You're right. used to it. But if a girl will wear um, a crop top and a skirt that has a slit in it outside, everybody stops and stares. And it's just this, and it's this idea of context and where you are and what you're doing and how certain things are appropriate in certain places or not even inappropriate. And I'm not saying like this, you know, a skirt with a slit is inappropriate because I wear that all the time. Right. It's just that how like things are viewed differently in a different context. Um, and on a date, uh, the idea of putting your best foot forward shouldn't feel like it's a fake version of you. Yeah. And like, I think a lot of people will say like, well, I don't care. Right. Or like, mm -hmm. eh, whatever, I don't care. And I think when we're honest, like, is that because you're trying not to get excited because you don't want people to think you care because you don't want it, you're protecting yourself from disappointment. And so, um, and I always just say like, think about it. Like if you're on the other end, do you want to go on the date with the dude who's like, I have this date, but like, I don't care. Like, exactly. I, right. Yes. Like, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to go out with that person. So yeah. I think you just have to really look at are these very subtle ways that I'm like armoring up, that I'm hiding, that I'm trying to be like low key. Um, because I think, I think that that way I won't get excited or hurt or disappointed. And that requires honesty with yourself. Um, so yeah, authenticity is not for the, for the faint of heart. Yeah. I mean, it requires a lot of courage, right? And, um, I, I was notorious for that for a long time uh, until I changed my approach to relationships. And then I started having better relationships, obviously, which was like, but I've, I've had to learn to fight sort of that feeling of self-preservation where exactly what you said, I wanted to play it cool. It became part of my identity yes. for a few years to be the girl who didn't give a shit. Um, and I had to, when I changed that, it was so awkward for me to say, oh no, I actually, I want a relationship now. I've had enough dick in my life. Like I'm good. And, and, and then actually every time I would go on a date, including, you know, my boyfriend now, like when, when we went out, I was wanted sometimes to play it even cooler. And then I was like, just be yourself and, and just say what you want. And of course, in a, exactly what you said, in the right context, um, at the right time, I'm not like, say all of your life feelings on date, date one. one. Yeah, don't, that's not um, good. 
So but just that idea of not not putting up a wall before anything happened and, you know, and actually saying like, oh, I was excited after this date. Yes. And I think the other thing, you know, when you said, how do people do it or not do it? People constantly ask me, I'm sure you get this too. What do I say? You know, like, what should I yeah. say? Uh, and I'm like, well, what do you want to say? And they, and they tell me, and I'm like, well, a version of that? Oh, I could never say, you know, it's like, why, 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 why? So, you know, authenticity is about like speaking up, saying what you really want to say, saying no when you really want to say no. Yeah. Um, and having boundaries and being open. I think when you can learn how to create emotional safety for yourself, like I'm good, I'm solid. I don't need validation. I can be okay with rejection. Um, when you have emotional safety, then you are going to have an easier time being authentic because then you're not trying to press yourself into that, like that emotional labor that is required when you are just constantly trying to read the room. It's exhausting. Yeah. And do you think that when people are inauthentic, so for example, playing hard to get holding back their feelings, like what you mentioned, playing cool when maybe they want something more or are excited. Do you think that that creates a vicious cycle of continued inauthenticity, like inauthenticity yeah. in, in, in that dynamic? Like if you don't feel safe and are putting up a wall, then somebody else is reading that and feeling unsafe and then they're putting up a wall. And do you see that in relation? Yeah, no, 100%, like, 100%. Like, here's the thing. If you don't feel comfortable being yourself, you're going to attract people who are similar and then they're not going to be authentic or they're going to be emotionally unavailable or distant. And then you are, I mean, yeah, it's, just, it's, it's that's what's exhausting. So then you are trying to figure out what he likes, but he's actually emotionally unavailable too, which means like, you won't be able to really tell what he likes and what he wants. So you're going to be constantly trying to read his mind. You don't want to actually say what you like or you want because what if you're wrong and that's not what he's looking for. So you just are like vanilla. I mean, I've been watching The Bachelor and it's like, you know, this in real life. It's just so painful because this main character is just not really showing who he is. And the women are like, who are you? Um, so when you don't, know who you are and you're not just like, look, here's who I am. Am I your person? Are you my person? It perpetuates the problem. Uh, and it makes dating really hard. And when you have repeated that pattern over and over again, it's time to just sort of say, I am the common denominator mm -hmm. in all my failed relationships. Failed relationships. Um, the only thing I am in charge of is myself and my authenticity. So how about make that a project? rather than, you know, how can I get him to like me or how can I get her to like call me back? Yeah, uh, that is exactly the wake up call I had um, where I just finally was like, okay, I keep saying it's all these other people that are the problem. And, and I finally had to say, where, what is, where's my personal accountability of I'm the one choosing these people and I'm the one perpetuating this power dynamic in a way, right? And yeah. that's what, I mean, that's how I feel like, you know, when somebody's ready and not ready, whenever I hear girlfriends or it might, and I was this person, when you hear people talk and you must hear this all the time because you coach people is when they discuss a relationship, like a power dynamic, you know, where yeah. it's like somebody is, well, I text the, he texted this time. Well, I should wait this time or even yeah. down to punctuations. Oh my I don't, God. I don't want to put this emoji. I don't want to say this. I don't want to blah, blah, blah. And everything feels like a game. Thank God I'm not a millennial. My daughter is 18 and she texted me the other day. And then she wrote at the end, oops, sorry, no period. And I was like, send her a message. And I was like, so I'm 54. I, a period to me is the end of the sentence. Yeah. So, I mean, I can do a bit, I can do emojis. I can do a bit <laughs> emojis, but like for those of you that are like doing like, you know, punctuation, 
That's a whole nother level. You're like an exclamation is I'm too excited. Yeah, I can't, exactly. You know, gotta play it real cool. And yeah. Your mom, mom, stop with the exclamation points. I'm like, okay, but I'm excited to see you. Okay. Yeah. So yes, like when you are trying to read between the lines and you are trying to manipulate from a place of fear or to get something, you're probably off the mark in authenticity. Um, and I just had a client, she's dating this guy. They went on like five or six dates. They were liking each other. They're having a good time. She said, you know, he wanted to go on a trip with her. And she's like, I feel like in order to do that, I need a little more time and probably to get to know you more. Uh, cause we've only been knowing each other a couple months or a couple weeks, six weeks or whatever, five weeks anyway. And then all of a sudden, like, he was like, yeah, I'm taking my profile off, blah, blah, blah. And she hasn't heard from him for like five or six days. And so she was like, what do I say? And I was like, what do you want to say? And she was like, I'm super confused. And I was like, say that. <laughs> so yeah. she said like, you know, I, I'm super confused. I know that you had your dad in town on a project. And I, I sort of sent a message and said like, how's it going? And I haven't really heard from you in five days, period, you know? I don't know if she put a period, but, yeah. um, but just like that, right? Like, and then, so instead of going, well, fuck him, you know, I'm not in there or what she wanted to do. Like her, her old self was like, delete block, guard up, screw him. He's out. Why bother? I shouldn't have done that. Blah, blah. No, she was like, dude, what's up? So I just think like taking the risk in context, mm-hmm without being sassy in your communication or bitchy, uh, you have an opportunity to be an emotional adult rather than the part of you that has been hurt in the past. Yeah. And, and I'm curious, you know, why you would think that being yourself is, shouldn't again, be the easiest thing that we're doing. We're in our bodies all the time. We are walking around ourselves, are we not? So like, why is it so damn fucking hard for us to... Because our self is... Because our authentic self has been buried, right? I call it a love shield. But I mean, without getting too complicated, right? It's like we come into the into the earth. We have whoever was the people... Or the people that were... Or person that was raising us. And we ultimately get this message, you know, that's a version of I'm not enough. I'm not... And we spend our whole life that... And this is for everyone because no one has a perfect childhood. Even if you had a great childhood, you're still to some extent needing this. So what happens is you take on roles and identities in your life to solve that please see me, love me problem. You're the rebel. You're the overachiever. You're the perfectionist. You're the martyr. You're the, right? You're like, okay, Mm. I'll be that, right? So one layer like above who you really are. And then to be in that role, you have to take on a whole set of certain behaviors, So you're at another level away from who you really are. And then your behaviors intersect with a whole bunch of thoughts and you have a whole another identity. Then life happens and then you feel like you've learned some lessons. So you adopt, you adjust, you get further away from yourself. So do that for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. And you're like, wait, where am I? And that's, and so we have to excavate down back in to find ourselves. And um, nobody escapes this. Some are aware, yeah. some aren't, some don't give a shit. Yeah, no, that's a that's a really great explanation of how we get, like I like how you said, away from ourselves over all these years. And I mean, what role does rejection play also in this, right? Because in the dating world, I, I mean, people are just scared, right? To to say what they want and well, they take it personally. Yeah. They take it personal. I say, you know, be rejection proof. And someone will say to me, well, you're always going to get rejected. You can't be rejection proof. I'm like, well, rejection is a perception, right? Like, Oh, he didn't want to see me. He didn't want to see me anymore. He didn't want to get to know me. Like, so what now? What really? I mean, you could be sad about it and disappointed and have all your feelings, but like, was it a rejection? No, it was just like, you're not my person. I'm looking for something different. So I think that that's a really important piece because here's the thing. Again, like 
we've all been rejected. One of my clients is in her 60s and she just realized this, that every time a guy ghosts, doesn't follow up, fail relationship, she is reacting like the six-year-old girl who was in foster care, whose mom came to visit. Mm -hmm. And she has a vision of her being on a trike on a sidewalk and seeing her mom walk away like twice a month. Right. And that's some deep crap. Right. So to get, so that, that part of herself made up a story, right. That every time it, it just hit that nerve, like you're turning your back on me. Right. And so I know people, it's not sexy and it's not fun to like deal with that or acknowledge it. But if you feel like every time somebody goes to you or doesn't want to see you again and you go, Oh, it's, I feel unworthy or unlovable. You got to kind of go back and handle that stuff because yeah. you're just replant your, your, her six-year-old has been dating in a 60 year old body. So now she's, yeah. so now she's free, which is really exciting. But like, you wonder why you've been unsuccessful. Well, six-year-olds don't date very well. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. I hope they are not They're dating. Not dating. You wouldn't want to be in a relationship with a tantrum-y rejected yeah. child. <laughs> uh, what about the element also of, you sort of mentioned it a little bit earlier, about sort of not knowing what you want. I mean, how can you be the best version of you when you don't know who you are, how you feel, what you want? Is that an important piece? And, and how much do people need to know? Do they need to know everything before they can be authentic or, you know? Well, authenticity is a work in progress. I always feel like, I used to say, you know, I want to like up level. I want to like be in the upward spiral myself. And then a very wise mentor said, let me help you reframe it. What I'd like for you to think is that every day you're having a more full expression outward of who you are, like more you out rather than going up. And I was like, oh, that's so interesting, right? Like, how can I release a little bit more me into the world today? And that is really, um, that's an ongoing evolution. I think that it's hard to know who you want if you aren't a little bit in touch with that because, and I'm sure you see this too, but when somebody tells me what they want in a partner, they're most often telling me what they don't want because they had it before. Mm -hmm. Um, And if they're not saying that out loud, their energy is definitely like, I'm like, what are you you looking for? Well, you know, I mean, I want a guy who's like, you know, like emotionally available and is going to like share his feelings. And like, there's just this, like, you know, like I didn't get it last time. And so, or you had a partner that was broke and you supported that person. And now, you know, 20 years later, you're like, and I'll never date anyone who's not making at least a half a million dollars a year, right? So don't let your your layered self decide what you want because then you're just reacting. So you might as well choose as close to your authentic self as you can possibly do. Yeah, I very much went through the entire gamut of figuring out what I wanted, where in the beginning, it used to be the opposite of that past boyfriend, literally the exact opposite. Oh, this one was a high school dropout. Well, the next one's going to be a PhD master's, you know? Exactly, yeah. And and then it was like, oh, this one was older. Well, this one is going to be younger. This, you know, it was literally the complete opposite. Like this one was an athlete. This one is going to be a gamer. Um, And and then I went through the, the writing exactly what I wanted, but realizing like, oh, wait, I think this is every single person's list. Like, you know, whatever, this height, this, this job, this blah, blah, blah. And I was like, well, this isn't working. And then I, you know, I started writing, well, how do I want to feel around this person? Which was one of the bigger steps that helped me. You know, that was probably one of the changing steps where I said, oh, okay, I want to feel safe. I want to feel um, you know, f- joyful. So then I started noticing like, oh, if I was not feeling safe around this person consistently and it wasn't a me thing, then I was like, hmm, something to note. But like, I get that that process of figuring out what you want is so important. 
I was probably the antithesis of your client where the thing that helped me was to write down what I didn't want because I just used to freely, even though I knew mentally I don't want this, I wouldn't act on it. I would just forgive the person in a sense. Well, yeah, and that's really huge. And I think, look, I'm not saying don't write it down. Like, it's good to get clear on that. Also make sure that you're just, like you said, right? Do you really want a gamer or do you really want, you know, an athlete or do you really just want someone who loves the outdoors, right? Like, you know, or nature, right? Getting really clear on, on those pieces will help you get to, I think this, you want to have five values that you share, because, you know, the, the research done by the Gottman Institute says that 69% of all couples who are committed and happy have um, perpetual problems, meaning that it doesn't matter, you know, how amazing he is or how amazing she is. Um, you're going to still have these perpetual problems, 69%. So those five values that you share need to be the kind that are going to get you through that 69%. And so usually, you know, having X number of dollars in the retirement account or being a gamer, (laughs) right? Or uh, whatever, probably won't do it. But things like uh, integrity um, or like family, right? Value. If you love family. Being able to face a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Run away and you don't want to be with the one who runs away. Yeah, totally. Or someone who's like got a lot of emotional intelligence and can communicate. Mm -hmm. Um, When I was doing mine, like adventure is like a huge part of the life that I want to have. So I, you know, that was a huge value for me. So think less about tall, dark, and handsome characteristics, I think is how someone described it to me once. I was like, that's a great word. Less about characteristics and more about character. Love that. Love that. Um, you know, we talk a lot about being yourself and and all of that. What are some like very specific, like what are actual, are there actual benefits to this? Why is this so important <laughs> in our relationships? <gasps> why should, what's the incentive? I always believe that people do everything with an incentive, all of us. I think yeah. sex is the best incentive, but you know, what, what is a better what, sex for sure yes. when you're authentic? Um, look, when you can be authentic, you don't have the emotional labor of resentment, um, of, uh, feeling unseen, unheard, not, not important. Um, when you are authentic, you go to bed at night peacefully. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't walk around with a bunch of like tangled knots in your heart, right? Because you are laying there replaying events, wishing you did something different. You're not fighting to get your needs met because you feel like that's what you have to do you're not tolerating a bunch of crap, right? So the more that you are in alignment with like, and you know what that feels like, right? Like when you make a great decision um, or you walk into, like you look at that that car and you get into it and you just go, oh, this is like the right choice for me. Or when you have that right job or even when you're wearing the right clothes, right? And you're like, this just feels like me. if you can line up moments like that more and more in your day, then you have more peace. If you have more peace, you have less stress. If you have less stress, you live a longer life. You don't get sick as often. You have better relationships. And at the end of your life, you go, I just interviewed somebody on my show and he said, you know what? At the end, what we want is we want to arrive in the casket (laughs) a little broken, a little battered and a little bruised going, damn, that was one hell of a ride. Right? <laughs> Where you're just like, Woo, you know, like I live full fucking out. And when you're like not authentic, you're like, do they like me? Let me, what should I say? I wish I would have said like, no, you're not, you're not in there going like, that was amazing. You're like, oh, I hope I get another turn. Yeah. That's such a, you know, that's a great way to put it. And, uh, I mean, it's, you know, studies have also proven that, that, uh, 
people who are uh, people are attracted to people who are more authentic. And think about it for any, you know, sing, our, our single daters who are listening. It's like when you go on a date with somebody, do you want to be with the person who is uptight or or knowingly not not being themselves like you can tell because you can read those people there's awkward silences there's you know weird things being said just because out of nervousness or the playing hard to get nobody likes that everybody nobody. likes the person that's just secure in themselves that is just and it doesn't mean you have to be happy all the time no. um you know one of the the kindest probably feedback I get from people, and it took me a long time to understand even what it meant, was people kept saying, oh, you're so real. And I didn't mm -hmm. understand what that meant. I was like, what do you mean? Isn't everybody just real? Um, but then I realized, I was like, but I'm not happy all the time. So how, does, how do people feel happy around me when when like my real half the time is like an angry little elf, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. But I realized... People just like when people acknowledge however they are at the time. And, and that means even in relationships, right? Like you're married. I'm sure that you and your husband love each other when things are not good also. Like you're not always going to be in a good mood. No. And, or shit happens. And it's a fucking pandemic. And people don't, you know, feel anxious one day. And it's okay to be all of those things along with the fun adventures you go on and, and you know, the, the great sex you have. A hundred percent. And I think what Brene Brown says it so well, where she says that, um, you know, people resonate with somebody who's speaks vulnerably, like in the spotlight, right? That TED talk that we watched that was like, this person mm -hmm. was so sharing their pain or, um, Glennon Doyle, you know, is like, you know, sharing her struggle and we're like, so inspired. There's like people like that, especially now on social media that we are just like drawn to. And it's the big, like, uh, the big, the big, huh? Because that's the very thing that people don't want to do. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they don't want to go on a date and share their vulnerability. Um, but yet it's what creates connection. And also notice vulnerability and authenticity isn't like vomiting, you know, your victim story, right? So um, it's a really important thing to understand that that is that irresistible. That's what it says on my cup, irresistible. Hey, uh, it's that I love that word. It's that irresistible energy. And, it, and you can be any size and you can be any age. And it's just... Um, it's just real and light and you're not carrying around all that cortisol and adrenaline. Mm -hmm. um, and the last thing I'll say, cause I think this is so interesting. Um, I heard Amy Cuddy on clubhouse and she was talking about the bigger, the gap between um, who you are and who you think you're supposed to be or need to be the more emotional labor that is required in that moment. And when you are in that labor, you're not, present for the person sitting across from you on that date. And they're going to, the vibe will be one that is different from what it could be because you weren't really there. Yeah, that's a, yeah. Uh, and coming back to that Brene Brown thing, like, cause she, you know, talks about vulnerability, which in a sense, and she also mentions this a lot is intimacy, right? Yeah. Like, being authentic allows you to build intimacy, which is what is real, that, that real love feeling. Like, I used to have a lot of sex, and I talk about it, but, like, didn't feel shit. Right. I literally would walk away being like, okay. Like, it was just a very physical need that needed to be filled, and that's it. And it changed for me when I was in love with somebody, and then I had sex, and I was like, whoa, oh shit, that's what this feels like. It was insane, that change. And then how hard it was to go back to uh, that old way. It just wasn't possible for me anymore. And then, um, but I also believe that a lot of that came from building intimacy, like yeah, being yourself and again, sharing, being vulnerable, 
hoping that the person will catch you and not being scared that if they don't, you'll still be okay because yeah. you're a grown up and like we know how to catch ourselves also. Right. Cause you must see that a lot. You must see people who are just so scared. Like they want, like I used to be this, you want to be caught. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you're relying on it. Right. The other thing too, is people will say, um, well, I will let my guard down when I can trust the person. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that won't happen because only those people that are interested in like breaking through the wall because they like the challenge, then you're open. And then they're like game over and then they go away. Right. So that might work for a while. That whole, like, I'm aloof. I want to play hard to get, like, I have my guard up, but it's not sustainable. Right. And so true intimacy, and it's so super cheesy, but it's like into me, you see, right. Um, you know, and so, but that's, that's true intimacy. And so without, so here's the math problem. You can't be vulnerable unless you have emotional safety inside. That is, you know, you're, you have resilience, uh, without vulnerability, you can't have intimacy. Without intimacy, you can't have a healthy relationship. So what's the benefit for authenticity? Um, I mean, sharing your life with somebody, not being uh, unfulfilled, alone. Um, plus, it, you know, I had this great interview with this uh, author, Steve Leader, and he said, if you don't figure out really who you are, it's like having... Um, someone who lives below you banging a broom on the ceiling, right? It's like your unconscious constantly banging on the ceiling, reminding you of what you're not doing or dealing with. And who wants to live their life with a fucking person banging on the, on the, on the ceiling below for the rest of your life? That's just like a nightmare. It is. That is a nightmare. Uh, so what are some actionable steps? What can people do to try to be more authentic? Mm. Well, first of all, I love this little activity where you figure out um, what are, this is so simple, but what are the roles that you, that you take on in your life where you feel like your true self shines? And mm. if you don't really know, you can even literally, and I just did this because I was doing this project and I, I went for like three weeks and I tracked every single activity I did and I, from one to five, and I was like, does this give me energy? That's a five. Um, and am I able to focus on it? Right. Like, am I like just in my zone and do I feel like it adds energy? So if you feel like, I don't know the roles where I shine or the places in my life where I feel authentic and I shine track for a while and be like, Oh, I did that podcast. And I was just like totally myself or, um, I was in that meeting and there was just all these details and people were like, uh, you know, asking all these questions and it was like mind numbing. Oh, what about that? So because I didn't speak up or I pretended like I cared or whatever it is. So figure out the roles you shine in and then look at where are you hiding? Mm. And where are the roles that I'm hiding? And maybe, I mean, I know, you know, what helped me when I was starting in this process was to start small, where especially for the, the listeners out there who are people pleasers or, you know, conflict averse, uh, maybe start small or, uh, something for me to express myself that I had to learn to do was, um, sometimes I'd be scared to, of how to say something, you know, especially in the moment. Cause I'm not, I wasn't that great at saying it in the moment. So I would take a step back and not re- not frame it in an angry way. Like if I wanted something, but take a step away, gather my thoughts, kind of frame it in a more feeling. Hey, this is how this thing is making me feel. And, and kind of being in the moment of like expressing myself in a small way until I could do it yeah. more. And I think that's really important. And, and what a lot of ladies that I talk to will, will say is um, like at work, they can totally do that, right? Like they're in a meeting and they're feeling a certain thing and then they kind of think about it and then they come back and they can talk to their boss or the people they're working with and, and reframe it. When it's a guy they really like, that that role of like being like the dater or the girlfriend, they can't do it, right? So I then go back and look at, well, what about that role? What about it makes it feel like you can't speak up, right? And you're like, oh, because I feel judged or I feel not enough. And then you can reverse engineer it to your moment when you're six with the trike, right? And then you can, you can, 
you can handle it. You can address it. So it's really just about not in judgment, but just in a place of reflection, really look at where, what are the, the what, the why, and the how when you are like shining and what's the what, the why, and the how of when you're hiding. And then you can just start to say, oh, guess what? It's the same human in the same container. I bet if I handle my shit, I can totally show up this way in a lot more ways than I think that I ever could. And when that starts to come together, that's irresistible. Yeah, it is. And, and you know, in the dating process also, um, something we had mentioned earlier was like that idea of rejection and courage and having the courage to be yourself, but also just fucking know that there is no such thing really as rejection. Like really the dating process is two people doing, it's trial and error, trying to figure out if they want to be together. I always try to tell, you know, listeners and friends to remember to put yourself in the other person's shoes too, where you have rejected lots of people, quote unquote, you know? And it's like, that doesn't mean that you were, did you think that you were fully rejecting them as a human in their existence? Or was it just like, oh yeah, this isn't a fit for me. The sooner you are yourself on a date and you, you can find that out sooner. That if you are your authentic self right away and two people are themselves, you get to that process quicker rather than wasting a lot of fucking time. Absolutely. I don't know who's got time to waste anymore. And if somebody doesn't fucking accept you, fuck them. Well, I mean, you know, it's not even fuck them. It's just like, let them go find who is their person because they should be with that person too. I mean, look, like, I think that when you're dating from a place of authenticity, dating can be fun. I mean, you know, yeah. you're just I used meeting. To think it was fun. Yeah. yeah, me too. When I was in my jam, I was like, this is fun. I mean, the most interesting people, even, <laughs> even the ones that were not a match, they're like some of my worst dates are honestly probably peak moments of my life because I learned about myself. I laughed a lot at myself or the situation. Um, I had, you know, a blast learning all those things and meeting all those interesting people. So if you go in it from a place of authenticity and you look like, oh, this is going to be fun. Guess what? You're probably not going to have to do it very long and you'll enjoy the time that you do it. I always say like, there's going to be that moment where it's your last first date and you don't know. It's like the last time you made your kid lunch or whatever. You don't, you know, well, I do remember the last time I made my kid lunch before the <laughs> pandemic because she she had a, like a regular old cold and then she didn't go to school and then she never went back to school again. So I do remember the last oh. lunch. Uh, but you, you know, you don't remember that. You don't know that it's going to be the last first date. So enjoy every single first date. Uh, yeah, that's great advice. I love that advice. Uh, lastly, as we ra- round out this episode, what is the role that loving yourself or self-love sort of plays in being authentic? Do you think there's anything to that that yeah, I mean, again, not really a sexy uh, topic, but when you think about um, resilience, right? Resilience is your ability to bounce back, your ability to feel your feelings, stay in the zone, you know, live in the duality of, you know, the word and, right? Like 2020 was a big and year, right? So um, the more self-love you have, and your like self-compassion and your self-love is not conditional, meaning it's not more, it's not self-esteem, right? Self-esteem comes from getting an A, getting a promotion, making a lot of money, getting the third date. Self-worth is unconditional. So the more self-worth you have, the more resilient you are. The more resilient you are, the more rejection-proof you are. The more rejection-proof you are, the more confident you are, the more sexy you are, the more irresistible. And then you meet your person. So self-love, while not sexy in itself, as a topic, it's really <laughs> the key to the kingdom. It's a very in thing right now. So I think I think people will appreciate it. 
Yeah, um, totally. It's just like, you know, it's like, it's like authenticity, self-love. It's like, what the fuck? What does that I even know. fucking mean? Do what I get it? a manicure? Yeah. Do I, you know, do I take a day off? I don't know. I mean, for me, it was very like just being okay being me. Well, you know? it is, but I think people have like distilled it down to like, you know, fucking blog articles. Yeah, like, yeah, totally. Three ways to love yourself this weekend, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's like. It's all very cliche not, and trite. Yeah. It really is. It's like, you know what the test is? Well, first of all, Kristen Neff has, um, she's amazing. I had her on my show. I'm obsessed with her fangirl crush, but she has a self-compassion test that's free online. Uh, go take that. And see how you are doing in the self-love department because that gets into the reels of like what's going on between your ears. So I always recommend that as an action step when people are like, do I need to work on self-love? I feel pretty confident. Who is that? Who is that and what is the test? Her name is Kristen Neff and she is one of the pioneers and researchers in self-compassion. And what she found out in her studies was that the more self-compassion people have, the better off the relationship, the more intimacy mm-hmm. and satisfaction they have in a relationship. So she has a free quiz online um, and you just take it. It's like t- literally two minutes, maybe one minute. And you could see like how self-compassionate are you? Because self-compassion is an action step of self-love that is not like, you know, taking a bath, getting a manicure, getting eight hours of sleep. All those things are super important, but the real shit goes down when something happens. Are you going like, oh, how could I have been so stupid, right? Or like, um, I can't believe I did that. I should have known better. I'm such, you know, so it's a really great resource to look and see how much you need to fill up your self-love tank. Oh, that's really cool. I'm actually going to go try that. Go check it out. It's real cool. Yeah. She's amazing. Uh, Well, Marnie, thank you so much for sharing all your insights uh, and being on the show. Uh, How can everyone find you? Well, our podcast is called The Dating Den, and you can find it where everyone listens to podcasts. And you can also go to our website, datingwithdignity.com to find lots of resources. Yes, yes. Guys, please uh, subscribe to her podcast and uh, follow them on social media. Also, we are on social media. We're at Kind of Dating across the board. Um, I'm at Natasha Chandel on Instagram, Natasha underscore Chandel on Twitter, Natasha Chandel official on Facebook. Marnie's like, I can't believe this girl's so complicated, but I am. <laughs> Natasha dot Chandel on TikTok. Somebody took all my fucking handles. What was I supposed to do? I Whatever. But the real, the most important thing is it's just, it's Natasha everywhere. Yeah, it's everywhere. Just, kind of dating. I love it. Just Natasha Chandel, find Just find her. Just find her. She's (laughs) she's damn irresistible. I don't know about that, but find me. Um, Friends, thank you so much for downloading this episode. Please remember to rate and review the podcast wherever you get it and uh, follow Marnie. Also send us your dating stories and thoughts via voice memo to kindadating at gmail.com. Finally, I know it seems tough out there, but just try. Till next time. Kind of Dating is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. Kind of Dating is created, produced, and hosted by myself, Natasha Chandel. Aisha Holden is my co-host. Our producer is Adam Pineless, and our intern is Karina Uribe. The opening music is composed by Joe Lorenzetti, and our logo and graphics are by Jenna Yenick and K. Daniel Ellis.